This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door, 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or of course, popsicles that get you high as What are you waiting for? Go to indicloud.co slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top shelf THC products. Head over to indicloud.co slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. Hey everyone, Nikki Young here. Welcome to my very first spooky episode of Serial Nightmare, brought to you by my true crime podcast, Serial Napper. Serial Nightmare is a special series of episodes I'm doing just for the month of October in celebration of everything spooky. Tonight, I'm bringing you a creepy love story that you won't soon forget. This is the story of the real-life corpse bride and the creepy man who made her this way. Carl Tanzler was a lovesick doctor who just couldn't bear to part with the woman he loved. Before we get into tonight's story, I want to shout out our sponsor and oh my god you guys, I couldn't have found a more perfect sponsor for tonight's story. If you're as obsessed with Halloween and all things scary as much as I am, you're going to love the podcast hosted by Henrik Kuto, Weekly Spooky. This show features so many amazing scary stories that will make you leave the lights on. If you're all about Halloween and you're running out of scary movies to watch like I am, it's time to tune in to Weekly Spooky. There's a new episode every Wednesday and through the month of October, every story will be about Halloween. They also have 50 other episodes available, so it's a great source for scary stories to get into the spirit of the season. You can literally go and binge right now. Weekly Spooky is available wherever you get your podcasts from, or you can listen online at their website, weeklyspooky.com. Maybe I'm a total weirdo who likes to be terrified as she's falling asleep, but I've been putting this show on at bedtime, and there's been times when I've had to pull the covers over my head because I was a little bit too creeped out. The host does an incredible job at telling these really spooky stories. So right after you listen to this episode, head on over and check out Weekly Spooky. Do it. Okay, let's jump in. Carl Tanzler was a real weird guy, basically his whole life. He was born to a Jewish family on February 8th, 1877 in Dresden, Germany, so we're taking it a little bit back here. 
Growing up in Imperial Germany, he had a very vivid imagination, or at least that's what I'm going to call it. In his early childhood, he said he would regularly be visited by his dead ancestors in his dreams, who kept showing him the face of his one true love, which was this exotic, dark-haired woman. And as the years went by, he seemingly couldn't get the thought of this unknown woman out of his head. After graduating from a medical university, he wound up in Australia just prior to the outbreak of World War I. He ended up staying here for 10 years, learning and working in engineering and electrical work. When the war did break out, he was actually placed in a concentration camp. After the war, he set home to Germany to make sure that his mother was safe. He hadn't heard from her in about three years. Thank goodness she was. It was then, in 1920, back in Germany, that he met his wife, Doris Schaefer. Although they married, apparently she was not this exotic, dark-haired dream woman, so he still kept his options open. The couple had two children, Ayesha Tanzler and Clarista Tanzer, who died of diphtheria at age 10. Today we have vaccines for diphtheria, thankfully, but back then it was a horrible and serious bacterial infection that usually affects the mucous membranes of your nose and throat. It can lead to difficulty breathing, heart failure, paralysis, and death, as it did in this case. It kind of makes you wonder if Carl Tanzler was always weird, or if maybe the terrible events of his life made him this way. But more on that later. Post-war, times were hard, the economy was terrible, and it was difficult for Carl to find work, so he decided to pack up his family and immigrate to the States. His sister already lived in Florida, so Carl and his family moved to Zephyr Hills, Florida to be close to his sister. Here's an interesting little tidbit for you. When Carl submitted documents for his U.S. citizenship, he called himself Carl Tanzler von Kossel and claimed to be the relative of Countess von Kossel, who was the mistress of King August II of Poland. I told you, this guy had an imagination. Anyway, it wasn't long after the move to Zephyr Hills that he decided to leave his family behind and take a job as a radiology technician at the U.S. Marine Hospital in Key West, Florida, under the name Carl Von Kossel. Now, he didn't have any actual experience. He didn't have any formal training or education as a radiology technician. But, you know, times were different then, and Carl just wanted to help out any way that he could. At this hospital, he worked with a lot of tuberculosis patients. So to say that his job was difficult is a massive understatement. Tuberculosis, also known as consumption and the white plague, it was incredibly deadly. It had a very low recovery rate and it was super painful to have. When it begins, the sufferer coughs and pants, they spit out blood, they become emaciated, incredibly skinny, they're cold all of the time, yet they usually have a fever. It's brutal, and I can imagine that Carl probably saw many of his patients wither away until they perished. On April 22, 1930, while working at the hospital, Carl met Maria Elena Melegro de Hoyos, 
a local Cuban-American woman who had been brought into the hospital by her mother for an examination. Carl immediately recognized her as the beautiful, dark-haired woman that had been revealed to him in his earlier visions. I have her photo posted over on my Facebook page at Serial Napper. Go have a look. It's true. She is incredibly beautiful, and Carl was absolutely smitten. Even despite her illness, tuberculosis, which made her incredibly pale and frail, Elena was a strikingly attractive girl. Elena was actually a married woman at the time that she met Carl. She had married a man named Luis Mesa, and they were actually going to have a child together. But tragically, Elena miscarried, and it tore their relationship apart. Louise Mesa left her, but they never actually went through the process of getting a divorce. So they were separated, but they were still legally married. It's all incredibly tragic that her husband would abandon her when she needed him the most, especially after the loss of a child and then having to battle tuberculosis. Carl would chat Elena up whenever he saw her in the halls of the hospital. Remember that imagination? Well, he started exaggerating all of his achievements, and he presented himself as Count von Kossel and a doctor with nine university diplomas, which wasn't true. This was all a lie, but he wanted to impress Elena. English was the second language for both of them, so it's questionable how much they were actually able to get to know one another. And unfortunately, it didn't seem that Elena really returned his love. She wasn't rude to him or anything. She was quite decent and pleasant and polite, enough to give him the time of day, but she was far from being in love with him. She was likely much more focused on her health and attempting to get better than anything else. Still, Carl vowed to save Elena, even though TB was a death sentence back then. He dedicated himself to curing Elena, ignoring the hospital's protocol and the boundaries of his job description. He tried using different tonics, elixirs, and he actually pilfered. He stole x-ray equipment that he would bring to her home, anything to try to keep her alive. In addition to his medical help, he also gave her jewelry, he bought her clothing, which I'm sure she hardly had use for, but still he carried on doing anything that he could to profess his love to her. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. 
their built-in True Accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factors No Prep, No Mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factors chef-crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factors fresh, never-frozen meals that are also dietitian approved No matter how busy you are, Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day because that's half the battle, and I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, these meals are delicious with ingredients you can trust. Crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com slash napper50 and use code napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code napper50 at factormeals.com slash napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Sadly, even with all of Carl's extra medical attention and help, Elena succumbed to the illness a year after meeting the doctor. She was only 21 years old at the time of her death. But guess what? None of that was going to stop Carl from being with his dream girl. Carl was distraught at the thought of burying Elena in the ground. He didn't want her to deteriorate underneath the earth, so he offered to pay for her funeral as well as to build her a stone mausoleum. I'm sure Elena's parents were taken back by his kindness and incredibly thankful as they could never afford such a thing, but Carl's motivations were beyond generosity. In fact, he was doing it to be a little bit selfish. The stone mausoleum he had built for Elena, well, he was the only one who had the key. At first, the doctor was regularly seen by Elena's tomb at night. He would hang out with her corpse, chat her up, you know, keep the romance alive. 
And Elena's family thought it was nothing more than a doctor who was overcome with grief in not being able to save a young patient. Well, little did they know, Carl would inject her body with formaldehyde on nearly a daily basis to keep her looking alive for as long as possible. We know that he would sit with her for hours talking, but he could have potentially been doing something else, something kind of unspeakable with her corpse. Two years after Elena's death, Carl lost his job and something in him snapped. People at the hospital and Elena's family noticed that he suddenly stopped showing up to her place of rest, which he had previously visited every night since she died. They found it strange, but they didn't really dig into why this happened. Truthfully, Carl didn't stop visiting Elena because his feelings had changed. In fact, he was more in love with her than ever, and he started to believe that he could hear Elena's voice calling for him, begging to be released from the tomb. So one evening, he decided he wanted her closer. He loaded her decaying corpse into a toy wagon and he brought it into a makeshift lab that he had built inside of an old airplane. Now, this was a two-year-old rotting corpse, so I can only imagine what condition her body was in at this point, but nevertheless, that didn't seem to phase Carl at all. However, he did want to help preserve her beauty and restore her body. So once he got her body, he quickly got to work. First, he stitched Elena and inserted stiff wires to preserve and change her posture at ease, almost like a doll so that he could position her whatever way he wanted her. He also put glass eyes in her eye sockets, Uh, She was a two-year-old corpse at this time, so her skin was falling off of her body as she decayed, so he basically paper macheed her. He also used rags to stuff her body so that it wouldn't just collapse. He even fashioned a wig from what was left of her hair to keep her looking pretty. He masked the stench with perfume and clothing that he would buy for her. He also placed a cardboard tube in Elena's genital region, and I'll let you figure out what he likely used that for. He cooked for her, he sang to her, he danced with her, and he slept by her in his bed for almost a decade. Honestly, this thing that he created with her body, it didn't resemble Elena when she was alive. Its unblinking eyes resembled a doll and her skin, it was all stretched. It was waxy looking and it was just filled with chemicals. As if this whole thing wasn't strange enough, Carl had plans to create a spacecraft to fly Elena's corpse into the stratosphere so that radiation from outer space could penetrate her tissue and restore her. Or at least that's what he wanted to happen. He thought that the radiation out in space would somehow work kind of like electricity running through Frankenstein's monster. He did in fact build a makeshift spaceship that he planned to take into space one day, and he called this Elena's airship. Of course, he would have never been able to actually fly this thing into space. He didn't have the technology. I mean, this happened before a man ever even walked on the moon. 
Seven years into this very one-sided relationship, the jig was up. His neighbors began to get really suspicious. He was living alone. They knew that his wife and his kids lived elsewhere, yet he was spotted buying female clothes. Some witnesses also saw him through the window dancing with what looked like a life-size dummy. People talk, so, you know, rumors were swirling. And Elena's sister caught wind of this. She just wanted to know the truth. Who was this mystery woman he was seen through the window with? And why had he stopped going to Elena's grave? One day in October 1940, Elena's sister headed straight to Carl's house. Shockingly, she discovered that the doctor was living with her dead sister after all. She found her sister's corpse, virtually a wax mannequin by this point, lying in Carl's bed. Again, the photos are over on my Facebook page if you look up Serial Napper so you can see what he did to this poor woman. But honestly, she looks nothing like the beautiful woman she once was when she was alive. As expected, the sister fled Carl's home and immediately contacted police. Carl was examined by a psychiatrist, and he was deemed mentally competent to stand trial. He was prosecuted for wantonly and maliciously destroying a grave and removing a body without authorization, but the charges were actually dismissed due to the statute of limitations being expired. As you can imagine, this case quickly turned into a media circus. However, Surprisingly, I mean, in my opinion, surprisingly, the general public was really sympathetic towards Carl. Instead of seeing him as this depraved necrophiliac, they actually saw him as a lonely and sad romantic. Now, I don't know what the hell is wrong with people because there's nothing romantic about this situation. And Elena didn't even really like him when she was alive. Now, this next part is incredibly sad. Following the trial, rather than giving Elena a proper burial and finally putting the young woman to rest, the state of Florida put her body on display at a local funeral home for anyone who wanted to stop by and look at it. Seriously, there were tours of people, including school field trips, that would stop into the funeral home to view the mummified version of poor Elena. I don't know how this is even legally possible, but if you want an angry spirit and a haunting, this is how you get an angry spirit and a haunting. After the trial, Carl asked if Elena's body could be returned to him. Yeah, he had the guts to actually ask for her body back. He wasn't ready to just give her up. Thankfully, his request was denied, and once public interest in the case died down, Elena was finally laid to rest in a new unmarked grave. This is partially to keep vandals from causing the family any more grief, but more than likely it was to keep Carl from digging her back up and dragging her home. Four years after the trial, Carl moved to Pasco County in Florida and his estranged wife took him back. Remember the wife he left long ago before starting his job at the hospital? She actually took him back, knowing all of the things that he had done during that time. While he was here, he wrote his autobiography titled Fantastic Adventures. You can go buy it if you want. 
And according to legend, until his death in 1952, he actually kept a full-size wax doll with Elena's likeness, including a plaster cast of her face. And this was found beside his dead body in his apartment. Yes, a doll that he fashioned to look like Elena, including a mask of her face. That's it for tonight's Serial Nightmare Story. Thank you to the Weekly Spooky Podcast for sponsoring tonight's case. Once you click the stop button on your app, head over and subscribe to Weekly Spooky. Seriously, you can listen to their show wherever you get your podcast. You can also listen to their episodes on their website at weeklyspooky.com. As for me, if you want to reach out to me, you can always find me on Facebook at Serial Napper. Check me out on Twitter at Serial underscore Napper, or I'm on YouTube, Nikki Young, Serial Napper, all one word. I will be coming to you with more creepy, spooky stories to haunt your nightmares, so don't you worry. I'm here for the whole month of October. So, until next time, sleep tight and don't look under your bed.